Hi, this is the For the Love of Film podcast. I am the host, Scott David Chase. On this episode, I continue the Harry Potter series with Emily Sheff, where we talk about the second film, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Um, this has been fun, recording these with Emily, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the next one, The Prisoner of Azkaban, a lot, too. Um, I've already watched it. We just have to sit down and record record it. But um, I'm enjoying this, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation as well. Yeah, now we're talking about Harry Potter. It's funny because I was uh, – I think I told you at work that after I watched this, I was like, all right, I like this one yeah. more than the first one, which I was – I was worried after watching the first one. I was like, I don't like this. Um, right, you just were worried you were not going to be engaged in any of them at would, that point? Well, not even... Uh, I guess no engagement would probably be the biggest thing. And it was like... Because um, I had already... like I, I had made the commitment in my mind. I was like, I'm going to watch all eight of these movies. Right. But I also, like, just for the fact that, like, we're friends, I didn't want to spend eight episodes just trashing these right. movies. Do you know true. what I, I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I was like... But I was like, I'm not going to lie. No. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was funny because when I, like, came up with this idea, it was sort of because of my love of Star Wars. And I was like, well, this is a this is a chunk of, you know, it's, it's a universe that is similar to that, has a similar fan base, but I know nothing about. But after seeing the second one, I... I don't know if this comparison's ever been made, but it, to me, it reminds me more of the James Bond movies in that... I've never heard of this comparison. Interesting. Well, so you've got, your, you know, the main character, Harry Potter, right. who's sort of James Bond, because, like, we've got the the supporting cast of characters who he eventually gets back together with, but at the start of this film... He's off on his own again. Right. I mean, he's with his his um, his aunt and uncle and his yes. cousin, and he's in in not peril per se, but he's you know he's kind of in a prison, uh, right. almost literally because there's they they put bars on his windows, right. um, and there you know through a sequence of events in the opening thing, he is then thrust back into his world where he's you know kind of at his best, and then. Because Kenneth Branagh in this one is a new uh, professor, mm-hmm. um, it and I don't know if the series continues this way through all of them, but it seems like okay, each episode we get a couple big name actors who pop in, who mm-hmm. who are going to play a specific role mm-hmm. in this story, but then won't be in any more of them. And you know, the James Bond ones are like that. The Bond villains are always that way. That is a good point. I never yeah. really thought about it that way, but I guess, yeah, you could you could sort of make that comparison. And I think in the later films, I don't know, because it's been a while since I've watched the movies, I don't yeah. know if they throw in almost like a guest star, right. if you will. But in the first few, they do kind of do yeah. that, where you're like, oh. Well, I know Gary, Gary Oldman's exact, in the third exactly. one. Does he continue on yes. in that role? Okay, yes. all right. Gary Oldman is it, yeah. yeah. And there was, uh, I can't think of the actress's name, and she played, I know I'm getting this wrong, but the crux of it is, like, Miserable Minerva or whatever. Moaning she's, Myrtle. Yeah, <laughs> Moaning Myrtle, yeah. Yes. Uh, and she's been in a bunch of stuff, but... Uh, and she, that, so this movie was the first I'd ever seen her in anything. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that girl's really annoying. Right. And then I found out way later that she was, like, in her 40s. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Well, she had been in Train Spotting maybe 
five to ten years before that, and she's a uh, she's a heroin addict, and is uh, you know she only has a few scenes, but um, like one of them is a sex scene, and then one of them is her shooting up. So it was interesting to see her as kind like of a, a, a child, as a ghost. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, um, totally. I can see how that would be really bizarre. Yeah, the um, this was this film was the first time where I was like, ooh, this is, like, making me uncomfortable, like, scary in a way, was when Harry started talking to the snake. Yeah. Uh, the smaller snake. And, because at first, my thought was, oh, this is someone, you know, perhaps Voldemort, perhaps someone else, like, taking possession of right. Harry. And then I was like, yeah. oh, no. And they explained, oh, no, he has the ability to speak. I forget what the term is. Parcel tongue. or Parcel, parcel, yeah, parcel yeah, yeah, mouth, yeah. I guess. Uh, I'm just, I always check to see that it's recording because I've had a couple instances where it like stopped. Oh, awkward. Um, but I can pretty much see it. Um, Very good. Uh, but because I have severe ophidiophobia, which is fear of snakes. Okay. Um, yeah, I could see how this movie would really creep people out who are not right. into snakes. Well, when they made it clear that there was going to be a very large snake in yes. this, I was like, oh shit. I was like, all right, we'll have to deal with that. So when it actually showed up, I was like, that doesn't look like a snake. It's a fantastical no, looking. Yes. Uh, yeah. What do they call it? A, a bath? Basilisk. Basilisk. Yeah. Um, which I've heard that word before. So I don't know if that's a generic um, uh, fantastical creature. I think that J.K. Rowling did use um, uh, mythological creatures yeah. as sort of the the basis for some of her fan you know, magical creatures right. in the writing. Yeah. And would also use, like, I think quite a few, like, Latin terms for some of her, like, spells and stuff mm. like that. Like, she really, I think, did her research and yeah. tried to make it, for something magical, feel as, like, realistic and, and sure. like we talked about in the last one, kind of casual as yeah. possible. Like, yeah. this is just, like, their world. This is yeah. what things are like. Well, and I think in fantasy and science fiction films part of the one of the things that happens a lot and tends to be the downfall and takes people out of it is when a, something like that a creature or whatnot is first introduced it's over explained they're like right well history tells us that blah 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 right. which people don't do in real life right, where, exactly. where it's so casual in this that you're like oh okay that's it's part like, of this oh world. that's a giant snake we've heard about yeah. giant snakes before we yeah. heard about it in class yeah <laughs> you yeah. know just like yeah yeah it, it would be like you know, because I saw a porcupine uh, on my walk last week and, uh, you know, I was telling uh, my girlfriend about it and, you know, I was just like, oh, I saw a porcupine last night. But if it was in a movie, I was like, oh, I saw this creature. Let's call it a porcupine. It's kind of like a beaver, but without the tail and these pointy quills. Totally. She'd be like, yeah, I know what a porcupine oh, yeah, exactly, is. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And that happens so often. But yeah, it doesn't do that. So, um it's it's one of the things that's weird is I can't figure out why does I think he's like the groundskeeper or whatnot. It's the guy who's kind of like got the greasy hair and his cat was killed in this. Oh, he, Filch. Yes, um, he's got like just this disdain for Harry Potter. Yeah, and I don't know why, but it seems like ever since the and and I think his character is supposed to be like I don't want to say like. Curmudgeonly, but he's he's like seems like a fairly right 
unhappy he is guy yeah i think they so this this is testing my knowledge of the harry party universe because like i said it's been a while since i've seen the movies and a while actually since i've read the books although i've read them all many times i think they do a a little bit later and maybe not so much in the movies but a little bit later in the books i think they kind of flush that out a little bit more like explain a little bit of his stuff i think he's mainly there as just sort of like a thorn in the kids like sure. like he's sure. just like he's the guy who like oh we gotta watch out for Filch if we're gonna be like sneaking around at night in the right. halls you know like he's right. he's just like he's pesky right. I don't think he's actively like he's he's not like in league with Voldemort or anything and like that was that. that was one of the things that I wondered um, right but I was like does he really think Harry Potter is like this nefarious like murderous little kid I think he's my take on it, and this may not be accurate, is he's envious of their ability to do magic because sure. he's. He, I think it's later explained that he's what's called a squib. Have you heard of this uh-uh. term? Where he's like born into like the magical world, but he's actually unable to perform magic, uh-huh. which is a little bit opposite to like someone who was maybe born into the Muggle world but is in fact a sure. witch or a wizard, which can happen as well. Right. So he's sort of the opposite of that, where he's just like. He, he can't really do any of those things. Right. And, like, he has to take care of students who just all have, like, this amazing potential and ability and are all going places. And he's just, like, so resentful. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know. And he's... Because he's not really nice to any of the students. But it is interesting. He does... It does feel like he kind of has, like, a vendetta against Harry. Yeah. Um, Which, and, that, that would make sense from what you're saying because... Because Harry's really special. Harry's really special, or at least... And everyone treats him that way. Yeah, I mean, we've heard... I, I still feel at this point, two movies in, that we, other than being able to talk to snakes and also figure out that there's this giant hidden snake chamber under the bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, that he's... <laughs> He, to me, yet he hasn't he hasn't exhibited right. uh, anything extraordinary. Right. Like no knock against him, he's a little kid. Right. But everyone's like, oh my god, this is Harry Potter. Right. And, and like, I think he feels that way too. I sure. think he's very much like whoa, whoa, whoa. People like I'm just a twelve year old boy. Like I don't know anything about my past really. And like you're all putting a lot of right. pressure on me. Well, and a lot of it has to do with his parents. But right. th- in this film, because we get to see. Ron Weasley's family and see that oh he comes from a whole family of uh, magic but nobody it seems like nobody really expects much of Ron yeah you do get that vibe throughout throughout the story he has these older brothers who are all doing like really cool things and Ron's kind of just like well what am I going to do yeah yeah. and I'm like living in everyone's hand-me-downs yeah I did like the whole sequence with uh, you know the I know this isn't the right term for it, but the cloak of invisibility that yeah, they had yeah. when they're in Hagrid's chamber and uh, and and uh, Dumbledore uh, knows that he's there, even though he shows up after they're already hidden. Yeah, yeah, and it's clear that he's addressing him to be like, "We need you guys to help us," but yeah. he's like, kind of like, you know, you have to read between the lines of totally. what he's saying. But that was the first, I was like, "Oh, I I, I like this." Yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely like enjoyed this film more it, it's already tonally getting a little darker but yes and it will get there are d- very dark parts yeah 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 um it's interesting to kind of like the james bond film i'll keep that comparison going where like because the first one was the 
Sorcerer's Stone right. or the Philosopher's Stone, right. and this one's the Chamber of Secrets. I'm like, it's really more Chamber of Secret uh, than Just you the know, one big one. Yeah, about the Voldemort, you know. Uh, but the title, and this also could be compared to Star Wars to some degree. Like when the title comes out, I've spent a lot of time like trying to figure out, oh, what does this have to do with the story and is then the right. story bigger story? And then I'm like, well, the actual title of it has very little mm-hmm. importance. With the overarching thing, like, yeah. um, you know, a lot, you know, like, James Bond movies, like, Quantum of Solace. I'm like, right. that means nothing. Right. And yeah. I think that's kind of cool, because she's, like, she's not giving much away in her title. Right. She's, like, it, it's enough to, in- Chamber of Secrets, like, that's yeah. enough to entice you to read the books. Yeah. But she's not, like, this is the book where Harry yeah. figures out that, you know what I mean? Like, she's not really telling you much. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's to pull you in. I, so someone said something in regards to Harry Potter in passing in the past week because they knew that I was like going through this, but they didn't realize it was the first time. Mm-hmm. And when I sort of made that clear, they're like, oh, disregard what I said. But so I'm just curious, um, is there a werewolf in these at some point? Yes. I'm very excited about that. Yes. There's, there's more than one. Where Werewolves are a thing in okay. this magical world. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, she's got a lot of... She's great with creatures. Yeah. A lot of really cool, interesting creatures. And you see a lot of that through Hagrid. Right. Because Hagrid just, like, loves critters. Right, right. And so Harry gets to meet a lot of cool creatures well, via we, Hagrid. We get introduced to... It was this one that we get introduced to the dragon, right? His... Or was it the first one? Mm, oh, does he have... Yes, no, he like does... It, it, like, it, is it hatches. Is that, is that the one where Hagrid gets an egg in a yeah. game? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. then the, his dragon gets sent away. Yes, and that is... Is it made clear in the movie that that is through Ron's older brother? I think it's sort of implied. Yeah, because like, that's, the- that's clear in the books. Like, So Ron's eldest brother works with dragons. Okay. Um, and so he they end up like kind of arranging something where like Hagrid is not going to get into trouble if he can get this dragon off school grounds and gotcha. like, put in like basically like... A, I don't know, just, like, a place where dragons go to, like, live a happy yeah. life and are yeah. taken care of. Well, and they and they mentioned Azkaban in this because that's where Hagrid gets taken to. Yes. And then, you know, Ron and Harry and Hermione have to kind of, you know, do their, you know, Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Gang investigating right. to... Clear to his name. Clear his name. Um, uh, do we see... Do we see that dragon... In, in later ones? I don't think that specific one, but there gotcha. are more dragons okay. in, later, in later films. They come up again. Um, and you do see Azkaban and obviously the next right. one. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's another fun thing about both, I think, the books and the movies is, like, stuff is explained, and again, explained more in the books, but, like, you're kind of thrown into it. It's like, sure. it, it, you're, you're just sort of immersed in this magical yeah. world where, like, they'll just refer to this wizard prison and then like through the reading and through the movie you learn more about like sure. why there is a wizard prison who goes right. there like yeah why is everyone so freaked out by the name you know what i mean like yeah well they did she did a great job with you know the name just kind of strikes an image in your head and it's yeah. similar like because it's mentioned very little in the film but like as soon as you say it like it you kind of like get an image in your head and that was um they do. They did that in Batman as well, actually, with Arkham Asylum, yes, um, yeah, which yes. is a prison for the criminally yep. insane. But uh, and there have been some, you know, some literature, some comics, some video games that are set in Arkham Asylum. But for the most part, it's just kind of 
mentioned in passing, but right. it kind of builds this reputation. So, yeah, I'm interested to watch the... Actually, I'll probably start the third one this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's the third one, I think. Okay, so I know that the third one was my favorite book, but it might also be my favorite movie. That's a few other people have told me. They're like, yep, the third one's the best one. Yeah. So The book is just phenomenal. I mean, I'm, I'm interested... I, I'm looking forward to it just because um, Gary Oldman's Gary one of my Oldman favorite actors. Just, he's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and I think that was like, like we talked about in the last time we talked, like they did a really great job casting these yeah. films. And I think that's what really helped with it. Because a lot of it, even the books, like it, it all could have been really silly. Sure. You think about like some of the names and just, it, it, it had the potential to be so sort of silly and goofy. Yeah. And but it was done in such a serious way that it, it's like this feels so real. Like right. this is there is this other magical world, and the actors take it so seriously and are yeah. so committed to their roles that like yeah. you know yeah. even the scary actors are like oh yeah. like I see why Harry's in real danger. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did a much better. They gave Hermione better hair. In they this did one. give yeah. her her hair gets even better. Like they yeah yeah. I'm gonna keep thinking the water's up there. It's over there. Yeah, she's. And I think um, Emma Watson's one of like the best actors in. The, I mean, ultimately, like yeah. she's well, even, she goes on to do great stuff too outside of Harry Potter. Um, just between the first film and the second film, both her and Daniel Radcliffe's acting abilities have yeah proved. Uh, I, I, I'm never gonna remember the actor who plays Ron Weasley. Rupert name. Grint. Rupert Grint. Yeah. Um, they and, all get progressively better. Yeah, his wasn't as. It, I mean, he had an, a much larger role in this film yeah. than in the other one. You see his family, you get a little yeah. backstory. Well, and also because in the first film, you know, it takes a while for Harry to even get uh, to, uh, why can't I think of the name of the school? Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Um, so once they're introduced, and then it takes a little while for them to be friends and like, yeah. um, you know, because they're kind of like shitty to Hermione Oh yeah, she, she's like a total know-it-all. They find right. her incredibly annoying and insufferable. Right. Turns right. out she saves their butts so many times. Right. Well, and she carries both the books and the movie. Like really, yeah. like it, Harry's an important character, but like the more you read or the more you watch, the more right. you're like, you wouldn't have made it to book three without her. Right. You just she's amazing. Well, it's like Princess Leia in Star Wars, yeah. where she's definitely got a little bit of attitude. She knows that yeah. she. She knows She's what's gonna up. She's going to get shit done. She but, knows what's up. Exactly. But it also goes back to, you know, we've talked about this in the past, just the, the frail uh, male ego right. and that, like, uh, if I don't it, want a woman telling me what to do. Or yeah, that, or that I she can't knows handle better. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, interesting. I think that one, something that my mom brought up, like, I think when we were, she picked up on it almost right away when we were, like, first reading these books because she was reading them to us, was... She has said in the past, she's like, Harry po- the Harry Potter books were, and she's, you know, used to be working at children's library. She, like, reads a lot of children's literature. Mm-hmm. She's like, it was one of the first series of books where the power, quite literally, because it's magic, mm-hmm. is all in the kids' hands. Mm-hmm. They don't have necessarily some, like, adult guiding them all the time or some like other magical creature guiding them like these kids have the power yeah and she was like and that felt like really kind of revolutionary for to be reading to her children sure it it, it's interesting that you say that because this one in particular 
because the stakes were higher for if these kids don't get to the bottom of this, there's going to have repercussions. They, they help multiple adults yeah. in this film. Yeah. They help Lockhart, they help Hagrid, yeah. and it's them doing it. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me of the Goonies in that yes, way, where it's yes. basically the kids on their own, and like, this is only, yeah. like, either the, the adults are, don't, aren't aware right. of, the, of the imminent danger, or just... Or they're the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um... I knew right away when, uh, when, when we were first introduced to Jason, Jason Isaacs, I was just like, that, that guy's no good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's, oh, he's such a talented actor. Yeah. What, I forget, it's the little, the house elf, what's... Dobby. Dobby. Uh, do we see Dobby yes, again? Yes, Dobby is okay. a super important character. Gotcha. Yeah. You end up really loving Dobby. Okay. And he is, he is featured, again, I keep saying this, keep going back, he's way more in the books. Sure. But he's, Yeah. He's huge. Well, I was trying to figure, because, you know, because they kind of, when he's first introduced, he's sort of like uh, sabotaging Harry, but... He's trying to keep him safe. He's trying to keep him safe, but you don't really... Yeah. I mean, because he's, it's a weird sort of like, almost like Gollum character yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. When you first meet him, you're like, who is this little shit that's yeah. like trying to like keep like, Harry like, like, let him go to school! Like, yeah. you know, but yeah. then you kind of learn like, oh, he's, he's sort of, due to his sort of like slave-like status, is privy to a lot of, you know, this darker inner circle through yeah. Lucius Malfoy yeah. where he knows stuff that like, like he knows stuff that we don't even know right. at this point. Right. And he's like, I have to, keep Harry safe and I'm going to like put myself very much at risk right to do so yeah and I thought it was interesting the you know the the way that uh, house elf is emancipated is when their master gives them clothing, clothing. to make them in, yeah because otherwise they wear like something that's like a, a rag or yeah yeah so it was and it was interesting because at the beginning of the film when it's established that way I'm like well, clearly that's going to be come into play later, yes. and then so it was interesting how Harry kind of like uh, what's his name, Lucius Malfoy, yeah. uh, tricked him into setting his, his own house elf free. Yeah, yeah, um, very clever. Well, and that there was another Star Wars parallel then because like you know people know Chewbacca is yes. Han Solo's best friend, but uh, the the original canon for it is that. Han Solo saved Chewbacca's life early on, and in Wookiee culture, he now has what is known as a life debt to Han uh-huh. Solo. So then, because he saved his life, he then has to dedicate his life to his like servitude, which I didn't know that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then reading that in my 20s, I was like, ah, I kind of don't like that because right. I just assumed they were hanging out because that was his best friend. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, and I never got that from the films either that Chewbacca is like indebted. To him, uh, right? Because you, know. you would you would kind of want to believe that even though that maybe is like a cultural thing that Han would be like, "That's bullshit." Right. Like we're just buddies. Like right. you don't owe me shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's the kind of guy who would be like, "I'm not gonna hold you to this crap." Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Uh, which I don't know. I I don't know how far into Star Wars films you saw. There was the Solo movie that came out. I did. Years ago. I feel like I saw that. Yeah. I don't really re- I don't remember it being that memorable. I it's don't. it's certainly the the least memorable of yeah. the Disney helmed ones. Yeah. But it's also and I enjoyed it because it takes place in the the time frame of the original movies, right. which is like still my favorite era of Star Wars, but 
my biggest problem with it is Han Solo is the least interesting character in a Han Solo movie. Yes, I would agree with that. But I also just don't buy that, oh, this was Han Solo ten years before. It's just so different for him. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what happens with Dobby. Um, Yes, Dobby's... Dobby's wonderful. And and you'll see sort of, you know, not to spoil too much, but Hermione goes on a bit of a crusade for... She, yeah. She's pretty horrified by the whole, like, household sure. thing in general. Sure. Um, so um, she... I'm looking forward to use not the right word. I'm curious to see uh, Michael Gammon take, o- take over the role. Yeah, it'll be... I, I really want to hear your thoughts on that as well because I have so many strong feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, I know, like, we have no control over the fact that Richard Harris passed away. Right. But it is just, he... He was just the perfect number sure. to me. Like, I just, I, whenever I see Michael Gambon, I'm just like, mm, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and Richard it. Harris in this one in particular, like, his interaction with the kids even more so um, was just very, very warm. Never, like, he seems to be one of the only adults that, like, fully trust the kids and, and never, listens. like, listens, but yeah. also even when he's sort of, guiding them is never scolding. No. Um, no. And he gives them just enough info for them to kind of like figure it out on their own. Right. He's never like, let me just like lay it all out there right. for you guys. Yeah. And you know, he's just super wise. You just get that vibe. And I mean, Hagrid has a good relationship with the kids, but I also feel like, and maybe this is wrong from my impression of it, but I also feel like, like Hagrid knows a lot of stuff but he's also not necessarily incredibly wise. So there's no, some Hagrid's st- not a wise character. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, I, I think he's very loyal. Yes, uh, yes. That's actually, he's probably one of the most loyal characters. Yeah, on, in this. yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's interesting to see the, the kid's relationship with him as opposed to their relationship with Dumbledore. And right. it, it's different, but like, I really appreciated, uh, the development of Dumbledore's relationship, particularly with Harry, yes. but but with all three of them in this, and I was just like, ah, but he's not going to be in the movies right. anymore. I mean, the character will be, but yeah, but. it's and it's interesting. Um, sort of after the first couple of films came out, and I would reread the books. Like, obviously, now in my head, like all of the characters from the movies are the ones that I'm like picturing in sure. the books, and I've like even to this day, if I'm reading the books. Dumbledore is Richard Harris. It's yeah. not Michael Gammon. Yeah. Like, if that's... He just so perfectly embodied that character. Yeah. I don't even know if, like... I, I, I want to know if, like, Richard Harris, like, read the books. But he must have to prepare for the role. But, like, it just... It, it fits so well to yeah. me. Yeah. I guess for the first one, he did not. No. Because he kind of thought... It was silly. This was a silly yeah, thing. Yeah, he it, had to be talked into it by his granddaughter. Right. But he was also, like, you know, a gig's a gig. Yeah, I'll take it. totally. And then, I think... I think part of it was the reaction from the fans yeah. from the first film, but also like, oh, there are going to be more of these. I should well, do let my me research. invest yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because, I, like, I wonder because because I, I look at Dumbledore as a little bit of an Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, he's like a character. mentor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because that character in the original tr- Star Wars trilogy was played by Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. Alec Guinness passed, so when they and he would have been far too old anyways when they did the prequels. But Ewan McGregor played him, and and I love 
both of them, but I actually like Ewan McGregor's portrayal is what sort of like made me love the character of Obi Wan. I also like Ewan McGregor's yeah. portrayal more, and I think that might be partly because you you get more time with him, maybe for sure. Because sure. you don't really get a ton of time with with no. Alec Guinness. Alec like, Guinness. Yeah. I mean, it's only the first film, and then he has. Uh, two scenes in The Empire Strikes right. Back as a ghost, and then right. one scene in Return of the Jedi. And Ian McGregor just, he feel like, you you feel his investment in, like, young Anakin, like, yes. so much more than you felt, like, Alec Guinness's in Luke. Right. But I don't know if that was because Alec Guinness was supposed to be portraying, like, well, I got invested in a kid before, and, like, look how that turned out. Like, I'm... Yeah, well, and I think part of it, too, is, like, regardless of what George Lucas has said after the fact, and he's contradicted himself so many times... He did not have the entire series planned right, out. Right, yeah. um, he was just the the episode kind of flying by the seat of his pants. Well, episode four was the strongest part of the story that he had, and he's like, "Well, if I can only make one, I'll flesh this one out." Right, that makes sense. Because um, originally, a lot of people don't know Darth Vader was not supposed to be the main antagonist right. through it, and in fact, originally, Darth Vader died at the end of Star Wars um, oh, okay. when he gets shot down. But he's like, ah. This is kind of a cool character. Right, I'll leave love it. That character. Yeah, I'll leave it ambiguous because his tie fighter gets shot and yeah. it just kind of floats off into space, spinning right. around. Because um, Grand Moff Tarkin is actually the main villain in the first Star Wars one, and he gets killed um, when they blow up the Death Star. Right. Um, but yeah, because so because George Lucas is like, oh, it's always been the story of Anakin Skywalker's rise and eventual demise. I'm like, no, it wasn't because you even said you killed Darth Vader off yeah. after the first yeah. one. You weren't so. necessarily planning on keeping him. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one and seeing where it goes. Like, yeah. I, 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 I have a feeling it'll probably like, I'll probably get more invested in it as, as oh, the definitely. story And you're going to, you're going to love Gary Oldman's character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen Gary Oldman and stuff, even in movies that I don't like, that he's, like, drawing yeah. in. Yeah, and his character, like, th- this is, like, the first sort of real glimpse that Harry gets of, like, what it could be like to have, like, a parental figure in his sure. life. And so he's just a huge, Im- like, influence yeah. in Harry's life. Yeah. And he's so important to him. Yeah. And so he's a, he's a wonderful character. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, Gary Oldman's kind of a chameleon in that, like, he disappears into his roles. Oh, and- uh, yes. But I've just seen a couple images of what he looks like from this film, and it's the first time where it reminded me of another one of his roles, and I'm sure it's going to be completely different, but he reminds... Have you ever seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? I haven't. Because um, he's in that film, he starts off... He plays Dracula, okay. and he, he starts off very, very old because he's like several hundred years right. old, and he looks like, you know, he, he's an old... I was going to say he's an old man, which he is, but he's just, like, this bizarre, like, almost, like, witch-looking thing. And then yeah. he's younger later, but the way he looks when he's young is very similar to how Gary Oldman looks in the Harry Potter yeah. film. So, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure is, like, sort of intentional, because there's, like... It may be, because it's magical, uh, like, yeah. Well, and also, like, and, and that might be way off base, and I guess I'll find out after I watch this, but, like, I feel like there's sort of, and at least, and it might be a misdirect, but, like, sort of, like, an implied menace to the character. Like, I mean, he's in prison for a reason. Yes, yes, there is. And he is, you know, when you initially view him and hear about him, he's really spooky. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
but he ends up being not, not so spooky. Right. Spoiler. I know. God. Sorry. God. But um, you'll be happy about that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, he does. He comes up in other films, too. Well, and I mean, I, I think they they did that a little bit with Snape, particularly in the first one. Um no, they, they really pushed that with Snape, way yeah. more so than with Gary Oldman. I mean, you were, you, at least, in, again, in the books, you were thinking right up until the very end. You're like, I hate Snape. What is Snape's deal? Right. You know, like, you're a pe- I even, like, you know, at the very end, after reading, like, had a hard time being like, I don't know, I don't know about him still. Right. Like, I- <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you, but, yeah. Well, yeah. even his name, I mean, it sounds like Snape. Yeah. Or, or Ape, or and whatever. And he's awful to yeah. Harry. He's awful to him yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah you just you like are just you don't want to like him yeah yeah i'm looking forward to uh to to seeing what happens yeah, next I'm to, excited the, to, to the, gang. the gang the gang the yeah. crew yeah cool